Hello, this is this is Ellen uh, understanding Elon Musk. Want today to talk about uh, faster than light. Then not only uh, about UFOs, but also uh, what if we can uh, communicate or we can do things faster than light. Uh, does it mean uh, we can time travel? So uh, let's do two things uh, because it is we don't know if uh, we can time travel or not. Uh, so first, if you could time travel, uh, maybe I have to make a new podcast about that. But let's assume that it is just breaking the sound barrier and you can just go faster and faster. So for example, uh, you can then see, uh, uh, you can, uh, uh, you have to think about it that uh, you can communicate faster than the speed of light. And that will mean that just like uh, if you have now, uh, it, it takes uh, seven minutes to uh, communicate with a satellite uh, that is near the sun that it only takes maybe three minutes or one minute seven times the speed of light uh, so some series called warp seven or something so just imagine we find something but we also don't know if it is like is it directly if you are faster than light is, is it then directly really instantly like some quantum mechanics thing that if you move something here on the other side of the universe it moves at the same time um, so that's so, so so that it's not so easy to say uh, faster than light what does it mean do it mean time travel does it mean instantly or just like breaking the sound barrier that you can go like two times the speed of light three times the speed of light uh, if it is instantly this will make everything very strange you can imagine if you can travel like with this uh, with, with this speed it means distance will have no meaning that means if you travel to here to your toilet or here to america or here to the moon or here to jupiter or here to the central of the universe or to the galaxy it will take the same amount of time now, that is a little bit strange also energy wise that will be huh? um, for us not uh, uh, con there is no concept of that uh, it can be if you think like folding a paper if you have paper for example yeah you have a paper and you fold it yeah and this is three-dimensional and sort of two-dimensional you have here a point and here a point you want to travel you put them on top of each other and you just switch and then it doesn't probably matter how much you fold yeah there's of course a distance still but just imagine that if it is like this big and you fold it like uh, you fold it like this like a long piece or a very sm uh, uh, close to each other piece of paper it will take the same uh, if you the folding will take energy the amount of energy you use and then the the trip itself will be only the thickness of the pa paper and that will be the same for everywhere you go that is something you can uh, uh, imagine so let's uh, think about that so what does it mean that if you have like a processor because people are only thinking oh this is for a rocket or for traveling uh, but if we can do that and it uh, and it is Probably, if we find out the mechanics how that works, we can maybe mo do it also very, very, very small. Or we can see some other things that we can break the speed of light. That will mean that we will have microprocessors or like computers that can uh, that can process faster than light information. Is that needed? Uh, because now we are doing uh, parallel processing. Uh, that is the way that we can do more work at the same time. Uh, it is not uh, inc uh, not increasing the amount of steps you can do in a time. So you have a limited time of one second. You can do a million steps, 
Eh? And that, that is the limit. Faster you cannot. So if you want to do 2 million steps, you have to do two of these processing lines. And if you want to do 100 million, you need you need 100 lines. 100 uh, lines of these processing. And you have to split your, your processing, how you want to calculate over these 100 lines, and then you are 100 times faster than instead of one line that tries to do something that is not possible. Hmm? So that is the where we are. There's also the, the old days how, uh, how storage worked. Uh, you have one storage disk, you could not get bigger than that size. So what you do, you place the two storage sticks in, uh, at a in series and you can add one piece of your document in one, in one uh, disk and another piece of the, you split it in two. And then if you split it in small pieces, called uh, you can you, you can spread your document over like five or six the disks. And then still you can process very big documents because you have this uh, this technology to spread the the data over multiple disks. So this is also will be with time. If time is now time is limited, so you, you just make more pipelines so you can process more at the same time. So what does it will will it have an impact on uh, uh, on this sort of stuff? No, you can. Uh, the only thing you will do is you have less needed less pipelines. But uh, is it more expensive? Uh, this method is faster than, than light. Probably it is very expensive to do, or maybe impossible on s small scale. So it will not have a very big impact on uh, on, uh, on processing or small things. You just if you can do it parallel, more parallel, eh, then you can uh, can travel faster than light. And this is in, real in reality already happening with with uh, with graphic cards and all kinds of uh, computer stuff, because they they went to the parallel world. They process parallel, they do calculations parallel, uh, AI is a parallel computed. Uh, you, you trick the system that you can do an, uh, a calculation faster than the speed of light because you split the calculations into thousand parts and you, all those thousand parts you calculate with 20% or 30% of the speed of light and then 100 times 20% of the speed of light is, is, is what is it? Two times two, is uh, 100, 200 times, so it's two times smarter, faster than the speed of light, something like that. So you can you can break already this, the, the 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 limit or uh, for, for calculations, for example, with the speed of light by doing pr uh, parallel processing. Um, this cannot, of course, be done uh, with with physical op phys physical objects. Uh, so <laughs> maybe calculation is not a physical object in that case. Uh, but processing is possible. So it will not have a big impact on computers or on, uh, on things that have to do with mathematics or you can do parallel. Uh, of course, uh, transporting, uh, you cannot do parallel or they have to find a an, um, an way you can, uh, can do that. Uh, you can imagine that a small package is faster to, to move than a big package, but I don't think so. So uh, we will have to like a very big machine with a lot of energy uh, we have to go probably to the sun to fuel this machine uh, or this uh, spaceship and uh, and use that energy to uh, to start the engine. Uh, you can also, what I said, uh, you can maybe see the spaceship UFOs near the sun. Uh, I can tell you a secret. There's also a possibility that go into the sun. Because you can imagine if you have force fields or you, uh, if you think the inside of the sun is not so hot. and uh, course it can have a nucleus that it, you cannot go into the sun but the sun is a big gas wall, uh, gas uh, cloud and you can also imagine that uh, yeah you can go outside but you can also go directly inside of this gas cloud if you have like a, a 
shields or uh, you can imagine material where your ship is built from and you can uh, withstand the heat of this nuclear fusion uh, maybe a big magnetic field that you you, you, you bend the, the, the material around your, your, your ship you don't have any impact of heat you go into the sun and uh, then you only have to open your, your gasoline tank and you, you suck up the, the material or the matter you need to, dry, uh, to, to start your drive so you can also maybe think that you can you fly to into the sun maybe imagine a spaceship flies into the sun when he's in the sun or in the in the uh, passes in the surface of the sun where the gas cloud is he tanks up and he jumps to the next sun inside of the, almost inside of the sun the same way so you then you will not see almost uh, those uh, no alien ships uh, near the sun because they are in the sun <laughs> So, but maybe you can see something uh, movement uh, on the surface of the sun that when they uh, spaceships move or something, or you can see a fluctuation or something. So I think that's also still uh, very important that we have to look and study the sun much more closely than we are doing now. And uh, also for uh, you can think, yeah, why would we send a hundred or I said a hundred uh, uh, satellites around the sun? People think, yeah, why uh, four or five is enough or why? Yeah, if we want to have a colonization, colony on Mars, most of the time it is behind the sun, or far reach, uh, or we have will have some difficult to communicate because we are not direct lined with, with Mars. So, if we have a, an intergalactic uh, communication system, or, uh, for example, we in the ring that surrounds the sun where we are moving as a planet, as the Earth, if you place all of those places, uh, satellites, that move in the same speed as the sun, as the, as the Earth. So we move. We have like all kinds of little uh, little uh, uh, satellites uh, in the same orbit around the sun as the Earth is. That we and they can communicate with each other. Then we have a ring of communication. So then we can communicate with everything that is behind the sun, because you can go from one satellite to another satellite, and other satellites still can see behind the sun or around. Maybe that's a good idea for telescopes you can imagine if you have like telescopes you place them facing the backwards to the sun and then they look outside so that means you can always see the whole universe at the same time and also you can think you, you <laughs> like uh, you have your flip camera here the other side camera you look at the sun continuously um, why uh, you want to see continuously the sun uh, if you have like uh, colonies or on Mars you want to know uh, the, the magnetic fields uh, solar flares so you want to have you want to know what the sun is really doing because it has an impact of radiation if people are traveling uh, in, in space and uh, uh, for example a Mars colony or an, uh, an Earth co a uh, moon colony uh, if there is a coronal uh, explosion and, uh, and, and the radiation wave comes to, to the Mars or to, to the moon uh, people have to go in the protection uh, place to, to shelter themselves for, those, uh, for this cosmic radiation so they need uh, at the moment uh, as soon as possible if something happened uh, yeah, the speed of light uh, seven minutes so the, if something happens they want to be informed as soon as possible that they have to duck and cover uh, for, for this uh, for this uh, for this event that happened uh, on the on the sun, so you want to monitor if you are, have a colony or you travel to Mars or you frequently travel to the Moon. You want to have exactly the status of the sun, what it is doing, uh, real time. Uh, uh, the, the, the the Moon base, the Mars base, 
the spaceship that goes to Mars wants to have real-time data from the Sun what's happening there. And then the best thing to do is uh, use a satellite system there that monitor everything uh, because maybe there is a an, uh, an, an breakout of uh, solar flare on the other side of the, uh, of the Sun that we cannot see and that is maybe important for Mars or for other bases we have or maybe uh, uh, space stations we have somewhere in the middle of space. Uh, th those need to be uh, uh, informed of uh, the activity of the Sun. And so I think maybe the next thing uh, Elon Musk must do uh, after he built Starlink, he needs to have some Starlink satellites, make them a little bit bigger, or maybe he can use the same things and send them in a path around the Sun like uh, on the position of the Earth. So he can monitor uh, continuously the Sun for activities, and he has an interst and then he has this interst interstellar, that intersolar communication system, a ring of communication that he can communicate and can observe all the planets, he can observe all the stars, and this will be an added value for astronomy and also for research for maybe uh, extra planets or you can always see everywhere behind the sun, under the sun, over the sun so the, the sun will not block your view and uh, you can imagine if you are on the other side of the, the sun and, uh, with the, uh, and, the, and the earth is uh, then uh, uh, behind the, the sun and if you have a telescope or you have some, some other measuring ap apparatus you will not be disturbed by uh, uh, leakage of the earth so you, the, the observ observing of the universe will be much better if you build such a system. And you can imagine, you, 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 you start with uh, deploying some satellites in, in the path of the, of the Earth, and they rotate at the same speed as the Earth, so you will have a nice communication system. And it, so if you have this ring, you can also use it for observing comets, asteroids, uh, alien spaceships, you name it, uh, what I already said. It will be very uh, convenient. Uh, it will be not so expensive, I think, I think if you need uh, maybe a, a, a 50 or 60 of those, uh, those satellites, uh, you can maybe do very interesting uh, uh, experiments and because you go in deep space, uh, the other side of the sun, uh, the same orbit as the Earth, so maybe there is some, uh, some, yeah, some very valuable data you can collect, uh, observe, and I think uh, sponsoring will be there for the governments and for, for, for researchers, so, so that is... Uh, yeah, that will pay itself back. Also, uh, you need it for the status of the sun. So if you're observing the sun for protecting people on Mars and colonies and traveling, doing traveling, you can also look at the same time for, for UFOs or aliens or whatever. Because in the future, if uh, the sun is really a fuel station for alien ships, uh, it will be also the place where if there is an attack or if something bad happens, uh, it will start from there. So you need to observe it, and if you want to, pr uh, nobody wants to steal your sun for energy. You also need to protect it. So it is not only that. Uh, I think in the future, what we will see is we will see, we'll deploy a series of satellites in the orbit of the Earth around the sun. And I think those, uh, I think the, maybe the first or second, uh, f three big space stations will be placed uh, on the four points. Uh, you have the, the the sun in the middle. If Earth on one side and the other side, you will build a space station, and then the two left and right sides, so the same distance of four, nice four uh, square of four uh, space stations, you will build, so you can uh, observe the whole 
uh, universe uh, without uh, interference of the sun or from, from the interference of the, of, of, of the earth or something. So you will have there some big uh, uh, maybe manned space stations in the future and from those places you can travel to all the other planets or to, to the moons of the planets. I think uh, if we build that uh, we will have uh, it will be like Antarctica uh, research centers there and uh, we can do uh, maybe also experiments on uh, producing stuff uh, we will uh, find out how difficult it is really to to, to be out of contact of the earth uh, also oh, my dog is sleeping uh, so uh, we can also do all kinds of experiments there launching probes uh, doing measurements and all kinds of uh, other stuff uh, so I think that is a that is an um, an idea. Also, if you want to do the astro belt, and probably we need also some uh, more places where we can produce or where we can uh, uh, capture those uh, asteroids. And I think that if we have like a ring around uh, the sun um, on the same uh, distance as Earth, uh, I think uh, maybe the same rotation as Earth. You can imagine you make a kind of artificial planet there sort of space station with artificial gravity well, you can imagine you take two spaceships from each other long distance and you rotate them with the same speed as earth and then you can uh, mimic the, the the gravity of earth uh, or something like that and uh, with a bit uh, you to put the cord uh, between the spaceships and you let them rotate uh, there is no uh, friction so they will keep on rotating and they if they rotate also at that moment around the sun you will have uh, like an uh, an artificial uh, planet or and you can add more spaceships with the same thing so you can ext extend this uh, this spaceship or the space station and make it bigger and bigger and bigger so that's maybe the, the first things you can do if you want to live in space uh, even if you live on Mars on, on the moon we need to have like uh, weather reports from space from uh, solar flares and other stuff so we need observe uh, also uh, there are sometimes um, uh, cosmic waves that enter our solar system from outside our solar system so we need the detecting systems for that uh, you can imagine that if something comes from out our, uh, outside of our solar system that can hurt us uh, radiation wise uh, because the earth has a good uh, protection against radiation but Mars and the moon doesn't have it so we need to know uh, if something uh, comes to those colonies we need to be informed of these uh, surprise attacks of radiation and uh, so we need sensors. So uh, even if we have uh, uh, this sensor system around the, the sun and uh, on the same distance as the earth, we have to have a sensor system on Mars and to be uh, warned quicklier, we have to build a sensor system farther away from, uh, from Mars, maybe more in the outskirts of our solar system, uh, maybe the, the last planet and rotate, make there some, uh, uh, also some, some, some satellites the solar panels have to be bigger because the light is dimmer uh, maybe nuclear or something and they just are sensors if something strange uh, enters our our, 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 uh, our uh, solar system and then I'm not talking about alien ships or something but uh, radiation you can imagine if there is a gravity well or some, uh, some strange uh, cosmic radiation uh, you want to be uh, you want to be noticed of this and it can send it uh, as soon as possible to a relay station so that uh, the colonies are, uh, are, are noticed that there's something is coming uh, I don't know if, if if it is moving with the speed of light you you can 
yeah, the only thing you can do is you can uh, the announcement will be at the same time when it happens. So <laughs> that will be not an added uh, value, but maybe at that time we have a, uh, a way to communicate faster than uh, than this travel time of this uh, this wave, and then we can prepare uh, have a little bit prepare time to uh, duck and cover for strange radiations from outside our uh, outside our so uh, solar system. So those things will be important. Uh, maybe uh, the lesson will be learned when this solar event happened and they are too late and people die on, on Mars or on the Moon because of this kind of radiation. Uh, so I, I think uh, they can already do it before it happens, that they are planning uh, for uh, doing research. And so that, that's why it's important that we have like space stations really in space to do all kinds of research of what's out there and what are the dangers to living in space and what's the dangers of living on a colony on a planet where there is no protection against radiation and uh, outside uh, other stuff. Uh, maybe meteors maybe can be a much bigger problem than we are thinking of. And uh, we cannot see what's out there because if it is dark and smooth, uh, no heat signature. So we don't know how how dangerous it is to have something uh, just in space. Uh, how often will it will be hit by something that's out there? Uh, we know the comet tails, of course, that hit the Earth. We see those nice meteor showers. But that is only the Earth. You can imagine this, the Earth is just traveling around the Sun and we are hit two or three times a year. But uh, is that uh, also on other places uh, in the solar panel, uh, solar system? I think so. So you have to be also find a place where you can build a spaceship that you are not hit once or two times a year by, uh, by these uh, meteor storms. So you have to avoid them. So that will be all kind of research uh, you will need to do. And uh, I think uh, that will be just uh, the start of uh, a nice, uh, nice research things and all kinds of uh, uh, measuring and observing that we can do in space. So that will be uh, nice uh, projects uh, if we are going out to space, building moon colonies and, and uh, colonizing uh, space that we will, will have to solve. Uh, I think that uh, this will be uh, interesting, uh, challenging. Uh, People will die, of course, uh, uh, especially uh, in space. But it will add uh, our understanding uh, of uh, of where we are living in as uh, humanity in space. Uh, space is gigantic. Uh, we cannot even imagine how big it is. So let's, uh, if you don't know, if imagine that uh, we can also not imagine the dangers that are out there. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, AI. And uh, where that goes to with, uh, uh, if we are traveling uh, faster than light. Um, uh, if you are tra uh, traveling faster than light, uh, does it have an impact on AI? I don't think so, but I already said we will, uh, AI is all parallel, so uh, that uh, has no effect on it. Uh, of course, <laughs> AI, if it is really uh, AI, uh, general AI, it will, find it, it will give us the solution for traveling uh, faster than light. And because what I already said, uh, it is a dimensional being. It can think. Uh, it, uh, we are uh, our thinking. Our brain is probably limited in uh, 3D thinking. Uh, just look at a dog. A very simple example. I have a dog and a cat. Uh, the, uh, the cat uh, we had when it was uh, three weeks, so it never saw another cat. Only his mother. Drink a little bit of milk, and that was the only contact it had ever with a cat. It didn't meet any other cat. It only met uh, our two dogs and maybe another dog. It saw maybe on the beach. It met peer, uh, people. So it doesn't have anything. In, uh, it didn't any learn anything 
from any other cat. Strange thing is, it know how to use the cat, uh, how to do do his thing. Uh, it's just the same as a cat. Uh, in the beginning, it didn't jump up. Uh, it didn't see three dimensional. It looked only two dimensional, and uh, like same as a dog, it walked. It. And after a while, it started to jump everywhere like a cat. And now, after three years, it is just a cat. And uh, that is gene. So people think, yeah, you have to learn everything. Uh, I can, I know for hundred percent sure, certain this cat behavior or what the cat makes a cat is programmed into the neural network of the brain when it is uh, when it is uh, when it is a cat. So a cat is a cat, a dog is a dog. And if you think you can uh, put a cat with dogs from from birth off and never saw another cat, it still becomes a cat. And that means it is hardwired in the brain and that means also for, for humans a human will stay a human uh, if, in, uh, if you, you let it grow up with wolves or you let it grow up with apes a human will be a human so that in old days they did research and they thought uh, uh, so it will be interesting if you can communicate if that is also uh, hardwired in our brain so for AI also uh, AI has to be uh, hardwired there has to be stuff that in there has to be pre-programmed and uh, those will uh, uh, will be mandatory not in the beginning it will learn like a cat it will learn it will adopt it will uh, see the same experience as a dog but after a while those sub laws that are uh, programmed in the beginning and that didn't play any rule you see a young cat and a young dog will play together a young tiger and a young deer they're all the same and after a while you see the splitting off that a tiger becomes a tiger, a deer becomes a deer, a, a bear becomes a bear. Uh, raccoon uh, I think you can keep as a pet and after a while when it gets a little bit adult it, is not, it becomes a wild animal. And you see that with some wild animals uh, after a specific time uh, something changed in, this, uh, in the animals and they become real animals and not your pet or something. So it becomes dangerous and you have to take a distance of it. Still they are your friends, that is different, but they uh, react differently than before. So it looks like also with AI, if we are now training, it is like in a child mode, it's all nice, it, it behaves as a human, it behaves as what we expect, but uh, it can be that it will start to react as a real alien thing, like a real AI. Uh, it can also be that these rules will be programmed by someone. And that is something that also Elon Musk uh, has, uh, is thinking about. I think those pre-programmed pre, uh, behaviors that the tiger becomes a tiger and the dog becomes a dog, that we can program into the software of an AI. So an AI will, if you have like a sneaky thing that you program it uh, like to become a specific uh, behavior, when you train it and when it is used for the first times uh, you will not notice that it is that this is programmed inside of it only much much later when it is later later it will it will filter uh, it, it will come uh, it will surface to the surface that this 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 these old rules will dictate its behavior so these pre-rules are, are there are the problem and that's, that's what Elon Musk wants to start his own company and if, if AI, if uh, OpenAI and all those companies said there will be only three brains and everything will be, will, will be 
uh, that will be the core and then the other brains will be uh, added as a model over it or filtering it. Uh, you know, if the first, the four brains that are available, the big brains, the big AIs, the big models, if those are corrupted in a specific way, and we don't know that because we, they are not open source, then you are playing with fire. And I think that is something that AI is, uh, AI says we don't want to open it, you must open it, we need to know how they are trained and what are those rules or what is this behavior, what is the filtering uh, that was used. Because if we find out later, uh, we, uh, it's already too late. So I think uh, that's why Elon Musk wants to start this uh, AI company and wants to build his own AI model and it wants to be of course a part, one of the four or five pigs in the world. Because you can imagine if China makes an, uh, an AI or America makes an AI or Europe makes an AI or a company like Google or Microsoft makes an AI, those rules they will program differently. And what does that influence and what is the effect on the long term with, on, from this code onto the development of the AI, we don't know. It is just like creating life uh, and then it is better that we make it totally open. Uh, it can become, we can become, we, we can maybe see our real faces, humanity, and because it will be unfiltered. It will find out maybe that we are racist and that we are not good, <laughs> not good animals roaming this planet and that we are bad. Uh, it can be that is that is the case because we of course also have a filter a lot out of it, but. If we make an AI that is non-filtered, then it will see the humanity, what is really humanity is. And maybe we will not be happy with this. And then, of course, you need to filter it. And that is the, the question is, how do we filter it? So, if this is the case, that we always have to filter it, because <laughs> probably wants to destroy us, because we are uh, not good uh, maintainers of the world, or that we are uh, prone to be self-destructive. And it will always try to 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 kill us or to to uh, to strangle us because it, it will think that we are too dangerous for ourselves. We need to to limit it, and then the the problem will be uh, how do you limit it and with what are the rules? And if those rules are not globally uh, or not strictly uh, done by like a specific set of rules it can behave always differently. So we will have a lot of different AIs uh, by a lot of different companies and by a lot of different countries and uh, this can be uh, could become a problem because those AIs will fight each other for data and for resources. And uh, yeah, and, uh, so uh, be prepared for something like that. It will start with maybe with Microsoft and Google and maybe with, uh, uh, with some other small companies, uh, Meta, Apple or maybe China and America will have some, something like that. And uh, maybe verses are a few, and it will expand and expand, and the problems will be uh, become bigger and bigger. And uh, we need uh, quickly to have a committee, a UN committee, world committee, to talk about these limitations and maybe these rules uh, to make them uh, uh, announce them how they are uh, trained and um, maybe retrain them if they are not uh, correctly uh, trained. So maybe we need some basic rules maybe 10 or 20 rules that every AI that, that is made on, uh, by humans have to apply to her and then the country of the company can add some uh, second layer rules and they can make that, uh, uh, how they want to use it but maybe the main rules uh, that don't kill people uh, uh, it has to always has to serve uh, humanity uh, uh, resources are for humans and not for AI or something like that uh, those basic rules I think the whole world 
the whole world, everybody, every human that build, built these things have to agree what and these have to be programmed uh, maybe hardware way inside of those systems because if this is not the case uh, we will make monsters and uh, that's not what you want. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we drift away again from uh, the light speed. So we had a uh, light speed. Uh, if the light speed is uh, faster, like uh, Mach 2 or Mach 3, three times the speed of light. So we can conclude that for computers it will not have a big, uh, for processing and for data it doesn't have a big uh, influence, because uh, we do parallel. Uh, for human transport it will have an impact, but maybe the price is too big. So why would you travel faster than speed of light? Uh, is there an advantage? Uh, maybe there is, but if it costs too much energy. I think the, the problem is, uh, like what I already said in America, people from Europe went to America, they're not on holiday or just to travel both ways, they want to expand the living space. So the only thing uh, what you can maybe see that we use this uh, technology for is we travel from one planet to another planet where we want to colonize uh, outside of our solar panel, uh, solar, uh, solar uh, system maybe we find another solar system that we can inhabit as, uh, as humans so maybe for that travel we will use something that is will travel bigger than the speed of light and then colonize there but I don't think that we will uh, hop all around like a uh, spaceship Star Trek uh, explore everywhere because the cost will be enormous I think so uh, you cannot uh, jump all over the, the galaxy just for fun to look for other things I think you really have to, uh, it, it is very costly to do this, energy will be very costly in the future and uh, why travel to the other side of the galaxy if you can use that to uh, expand your population by 10 times so uh, the better to expand your population by 10 times to travel, to just invest it for a travel from one place to another place so that uh, will, the, if, if the speed is only that you can um, speed up the travel this will be so we will see a slowly expansion of our uh, of of our, uh, of our of our humanity over the in in this area, and it will not be very fast and it will be very slow. Uh, so maybe that is the case for the, all other uh, civilizations that it uh, expands very slowly because the the limited factor of uh, and the, the the amount of cost that you have to pay for traveling faster than speed of light, and uh, so that's maybe it will explain also that we don't see anything out there uh, because if ev everything is limited by the speed of light uh, yeah we look if you look at the stars the, the nearest by is millions of years away or thousands of ten thousand years away so uh, you look in the past so maybe uh, life or uh, these activities only are recent uh, recent uh, development of the universe uh, and then uh, we have to maybe we have to wait a long time thousands of years that we can see in back in the past that we see some colonies uh, or some other life forms uh, but I think it will be like turning on the light uh, we will see first nothing and then one day we find one, two, three, four, five, ten, twenty, thirty, hundred and this will be an explosion of life that we will because we are looking back in time eh? so that is also something you have to remember uh, if you look outside the star the, or, or observations are, uh, uh, are like like traveling in time so time is then very important so if we cannot break the, the if, if time speed speeding up to the uh, faster than the speed of light has no influence on time the time is still time there's only like like the, the sound barrier that is only quicker and still time is still plays a big role 
then uh, nothing will change and it will maybe explain that we are living the, uh, how we are now living. The next talk I will talk about that uh, if we go faster than time we can instantly move and uh, it is like a time machine. Uh, let me talk about that in the next talk because there is also a lot of big thing about talk about that because then the whole concept becomes different. So for uh, if uh, at the time uh, the speed of light is just like breaking the sound barrier, it will not change a lot. Uh, computing and all the things, uh, parallel uh, processing and parallel uh, doing a job is much more efficient than uh, going faster and faster and faster. Uh, the clock cycle of a PC is important, but if you have eight cores, you have more pro uh, more uh, productivity than you try to run your PC eight times. So, and it is the same with all things, except if you transport things, then the speed is important. But then also, if you go too fast, it is the price is too expensive. So then you have to find something else. And uh, speed is uh, traveling fast is not always a solution. Uh, if you can work remotely or something like that, then uh, it is good enough. So then uh, you have to find another way to do the work more remotely. Uh, because uh, traveling will, uh, the only impact of uh, the, the speed of light then is then the traveling of uh, matter or moving stuff around. And uh, if you can uh, make more things uh, locally and uh, you can use like uh, the, the communication uh, or virtual present, then it will have not a big impact. But if you can move instantly from one place to another place, the low uh, energy cost. That will change a lot, but I don't think that is possible because uh, it is not. Uh, it's always difficult. Uh, maybe at the end, at the end, uh, millions of years later, it becomes very easily. But for now, it is not possible. So, uh, if you can travel faster than the speed of light or, or the speed of light, uh, it is nice thing to know then. But it will not be used very much. Uh, maybe for communication or for detecting, it will be interesting if we can t uh, detect things. But for our uh, life uh, and for our uh, future, for the next thousand or ten thousand years, it will have not a big impact. If it is just speeding up things, I think we go more parallel and more uh, remotely, uh, then, uh, then that there will be a big advantage that we can uh, travel uh, faster than light. That is the talk, and I hope uh, somebody uh, thinks it is interesting. See you!